Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Mark Cyrus, a.k.a. the Moostodon. Cuckoo, cachoo, baby. And you're listening or watching the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Winston Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man you up that mountain called wrestling and by now after our fourth season our 300 and something episode i would just think that you would just say it with me right i am your sherpa because just like your tribal chief acknowledge me but like every good sherpa you gotta have someone who's been there done that and can do it more efficiently you can and that's why it's never about me it's about Who's entering the ring? So who's entering the ring today? He is a writer. He is a producer. He's got everything you need and then stuff. And he will even help you on your social media game because he's a guru at that. He is the man, the myth, the legend. You see him right next to me, Mark Cyrus, a.k.a. The Boosted-On. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up? Not much. Just uh, just chilling here on a Tuesday evening, uh, hanging out with you with you for a little bit. And then uh, I'm actually going to hop over and do my show for about an hour and uh, then probably work on some stuff before I go to bed for the evening. So got a nice usual Tuesday evening ahead of me, which is full of podcasting, working on social media management stuff, which is what we're here to talk about today. And then uh, probably watch a little bit of some wrestling because, I mean, it's what I love more than probably anything on this planet besides my children. Right. I mean, that's that's. Ultimately, that's where we're all at. We're like, no, we're all family, man. We all have kids. We all have wives. We all enjoy, like, you know, we all enjoy our families, right? But there is that second love that we have, and it is wrestling. Uh, you know, and we actually met through uh, Twitter spaces, right? Mm-hmm. We were sitting there listening and stuff like that, and you had brought up about social media, and that's ultimately kind of like why we're here to talk about stuff is because some wrestlers, like, have difficulties, like, trying to get themselves out there into, like, the social media world and what should they do? What hashtag should they use? What podcast, like, or if any, or however, you know, whatever they need to do to help get themselves go viral or just get followers or whatever, right? So, you know, one thing I do want to ask, though, right off the jump, though, is like, how did you get into wrestling? Okay, so this is my go-to story. So yesterday was the 35th anniversary of WrestleMania four and clash of the champions one. My first memory of professional wrestling, hell, my first memory of life was clash of the champions one sting flare, 45 minute draw. I wasn't even two years old at that point, but I remember it vividly. I remember the TV. I was watching it on. I remember the chair I was sitting in with my dad. I mean, I, I just remember everything. And from that moment, I was completely hooked. Um, And from there, I had a lifelong obsession with it. I collected action figures at one point. Uh, I now collect championship belts. Um, I'm tied into a lot of those Facebook groups that you see out there that promote championship belts. Um, And more recently, um, I've decided to marry my love of pro wrestling and social media together and start to offer services and some guidance for people within the business who want to step their game up. On top of all of that, I myself am getting ready to go back to wrestling school here in Cincinnati, Ohio, 
and I'm actually going to go to the Hawks Wrestling Academy, ran by Mr. Cody Hawk himself. If you guys don't know who Cody is, he trained John Moxley, Sammy Callahan, L.A. Knight, and a whole host of other people who have gone places and done things in professional wrestling. And I said go back to pro wrestling school because when I lived in Michigan, I actually went to Dan the B. Severin School for about 10 months, um, and then life kind of happened, and I couldn't really afford to go anymore. And I didn't want to use them and not be able to pay them for their time and their services. So I stepped away and it's been a while, um, but I'm super excited to get back into that aspect of the business. It's funny because like you, you talked about like uh, Cody Hawk school. We've actually had Shauna Reed on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. She is definitely uh, one of his students yeah. as well. And she's an amazing, amazing talent. Yeah. So to be able to see, you know, the daughter of a thousand psychos like mm-hmm. she's you know she's she was definitely uh very fun to have and just to chat it up with uh and then you know obviously it's it's weird too because when i look at this business right i always think of like we're always like one connection away from knowing somebody else that we knew before right so like you mentioned you know dan and b severin uh and i'm actually friends with a guy who out of arizona his name's roman roselle we actually went to college together back in 2003 but he actually was training with Dan as well. So it's just funny to see, like, it's, it's, to me, it's kind of like funny to see like how small the wrestling world is, but also like know how massive it, it is as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I found in, in the last few years, because obviously I'm, I'm a wrestling fan. I belong to ad free shows, Patreon. Honestly, it's the best money you can spend in wrestling fandom. Um, I've gone to all of their top guy events and things like that. And to be able to just talk to people like last year, I got to talk to God rest his soul, Jerry Jarrett. And we were talking about some stuff and I mentioned a few names. He goes, Oh, I know him. I know him. Or, Hey, do you know so-and-so? And And it's just so cool to to find out that I had a, a few separate degrees of connection to Jerry Jarrett, somebody who I really looked up to and and have studied a lot of his work in, in the past few years, because on top of all the stuff that I told you about me originally, I'm a huge historian buff as well. I love to understand the history of wrestling, especially the territories, and really dive deep into them and try and find out all the cool little nuances and all of the people who passed through there. Um, so yeah, wrestling is a very big bubble but once you actually get into it and you start talking to people, you quickly, quickly realize that a lot of these people are connected either because they went to a camp together, they trained together at one point, or they've worked on a whole bunch of shows together. And that's one thing that I'm starting to find out here in the Cincinnati area is a lot of people that I know from back up in Michigan know a lot of people down here. So it's, it's kind of cool to have those two worlds coming together. Yeah, you, it's definitely on point with that. So let's get to talking about it, right? So we brought you on because, you know, you were talking about social media and how to get it out there and get yourself out there, get yourself seen and start the clip. So what are you seeing? Like, what are the trends that you see that people typically have that are, like, problematic when it comes to, like, promoting themselves on social media? So the one thing that I would say that a lot of people do is they tend to think one one-dimensionally when it comes to promoting themselves on social media and wrestling, a lot of people keep it kayfabe, which is fine. Like like if, if that's what's important to you, if that's what you were taught, 
I'm never going to tell anybody to go against what their coach or their trainer has told them. But what you neglect to do is you neglect to show people the, the multiple dimensions of you. So what a lot of people will do is they'll just throw up a post and it'll be something about a match or something about the move that's in the post, be it a video or a, a picture. And what they should be doing is they should be doing that. Obviously, you, you want to get yourself out there. You want to show your moves and, and how skillful you are in the ring. But you also want to show another dimension of yourself. And I'll give you a quick example. So we've been in those Twitter spaces together, and, we, and we've talked on Twitter. I've also talked to a guy named Corey Dillinger from New Jersey. And we had a one-off conversation one night and come to find out he's a sneakerhead. And so we talked about how to incorporate his love of sneakers with wrestling and how he can tie those two worlds together. So the, the missing piece for a lot of people is being one dimensional, only showing your wrestling side, because you could be a wrestler, but you could also be passionate about cooking or gaming or gardening or working on cars or whatever it may be. And the thing that a lot of fans want to see is they want to see who you are as a person. Like they get that you're a wrestler and they get that that's what you do for a majority of your time, but they want to understand who you are beyond that. And if they can make that deeper connection with you, they're more likely to buy into you as a brand. And that's the other thing. A lot of people need to look at themselves as a brand and a business in order to be able to understand that, hey, everything I do, every piece of content that I create is like a mini commercial for myself. So it's it's just about looking at things through a one-dimensional lens. And what I want to do with people is I want to take them and I want to say, hey, what else makes you you? And then I want to add the dimensions to the lens. And I'm not talking like three dimensions, four. I'm talking as many dimensions as we can as long as we can all tie it into wrestling and, and we can find a balance between whatever it is other than wrestling. I really like that a lot. I think, I think that's the one thing, you know, you, you brought it, you hit the nail perfect on the head, right? Saying that, you know, you got to think of yourself as a brand and then like explore outside of that as well. It's one of those things where like, I was thinking about myself, like when I first started posting up stuff, I'd post up like, I'd post up just like random, like, you know, obviously share posters and stuff like that do the things that you're supposed to do to promote yourself mm -hmm. right and like randomly last year i had this idea of like i want to do something what i call red dog in time right so mm -hmm. it's just essentially red dog traveling through time just fucking shit up or even just like being there just in general right so like yeah. i had a i think the first picture i shared was with me in black and white chilling out with wilbur and oval you know the guys that made the biplane and just hanging out with those guys and talking <laughs> with them. And so, like, I'm the one that came with the invention of the airplane. Uh, then, like, I think the next one I did was with, like, hanging out with JFK, like, right before he went to Dallas. Like, so it was, like, including myself in the different parts of the world. But then, like, something else that really I started doing and, like, trying to play with, too, was, like, the idea, like, Red Dog wanted to put his thoughts out there. And they weren't always, like, the most cohesive thoughts. They were just, like, random things that he would think about. And, uh... One, so I started doing what's called Red Dog's Thoughts of the Day, and it would just come out weekly. It wasn't, and that's the irony of it, even though it's called Red Dog's Thoughts of the Day. It only comes out once a week, but it was like I would put out a new random ass post, like 
the one question I asked remember uh, on the video was like, where does the white go when the snow melts? And it would just be those little things that I was like, yo, I want people to see like red dog. Isn't really as deep of a thinker as you may think he is, mm-hmm. but he's also like very like inquisitive with everything else that goes on around him. And it's like, so I try to find other ways to play with that idea. And then I add in the layer that he's also very proud to be Latino because he is because I am. And it's, it's just it's, it's cool like to keep thinking about like peeling back the onion and seeing all the different layers that you have attached to it. Yeah. And, and I think that that's one thing that, that a lot of people will eventually understand is, yeah, you can sit there and you can post that you're going to be here on this date facing this guy and all of that stuff. And that's fine. Like do your due diligence, promote the show, get people to come see you. But what a lot of people also don't do is, is they don't show that personality, like what it sounds like you're doing. And I always use Matt Cardona as an example. You see my Matt Cardona in the ring on a show. That's Matt Cardona, like turned up to 25. I met Matt Cardona at like, 11 o'clock at night in Chicago last year while he's sitting there eating a whole deep dish pizza to himself. And he's, <laughs> he's one of the most quiet, soft-spoken, kind individuals you would ever want to meet. And, and he was so gracious and so willing just to talk to me while he's trying to eat dinner after he just got done wrestling. And it's just so cool to see, hey, yeah, like you, you, you can see that there's still parts of him in there. But at the same time, he, he is a person and he does a really good job about blurring the fourth wall, as I call it, with kayfabe. Because if you follow him on Twitter, he talks about his matches and stuff. He talks about upcoming feuds or stuff that's going on. And then the next tweet could be about his wife, Chelsea Green, and what she's doing or about his podcast. So he's always giving you more and more information about himself and I think, and I'm not trying to take anything away from, but I think if he was in a lesser position, he would be somebody who would start to gain a lot of traction on social media because he's not being so one dimensional. He's giving you the different aspects of who Matt Cardona is. And like I just said before, you've got to be more than one dimensional when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, it's one of those things where I was like, I think about that constantly. I'm like, you know, am I revealing too much about myself? Just like me personally, or am I just not doing enough? Or like, I, do, I play with the ideas all the time of like bouncing back and forth and just like what I want to put out there, like on social media and what I don't, right? I do include in there, like, I think it's, it's a, it's a, you, you want to have that balance, but then like, also let's be real. Like people on Twitter are not, they're not, they're not dumb. They know that you're a person. They know that you have stuff that's going on the outside. So I try not to include, like, obviously, you know, for those who follow us on the podcast, know, like, I have a daughter. I don't put her on Twitter. Like, I just don't. But I do reference her a lot. But it's one of those things where it's like, people know I'm a family man. They they see it, right? They know that I'm also former military. Like, they get, like, all the aspects are there. It's, it's just how much information do you want to put out there? And then, like, I guess, like, my real question is, when is enough enough when you want to push, push your, to push the boundaries? Yeah. So that, that's really dependent on the person. It's really whatever you're comfortable with sharing. Now I'm not saying for people to go out there and divulge your whole life story. No, 
if you're wanting to grow your influence on social media, if you're wanting to gain more followers, you're going to have to peel back the layers of the onion, like you said, or pull back the curtain, so to speak. And you're going to have to show some other part of who you are. Now, there are people who do like share their kids. There are people who, who talk about different things on, um, social media that are in the wrestling business and that's their choice. I just did a consultation with somebody. Um, and we talked about that. I said, you've got to find a way to balance who you are in the ring and who you are outside of the ring on social media. And in doing that, like, like I've been talking about, you're going to show more of yourself and you're going to be able to say, hey, I'm more than just this guy who wrestles. I've got a family. I've got a past with the military. I've, I've got interest in this type of stuff. And you don't have to share every little detail. Like I said, you can share bits and pieces of it because you never know who's going to see that and who's going to go, man, this guy was in the military. He's got kids. He's got a wife, but he wrestles. Like, how does he do that? And they want to invest in you with their time, which is one of the most valuable resources that we all have. So they're going to follow you. They're going to engage with your stuff. And they could look at it and go, man, I was in the military. I've got kids. I've always really liked wrestling. And, and it's and like I said, it's just about finding a balance with everything. So it's really up to the person how much they want to share and what type of stuff they want to share when they're sharing that type of information. Yeah, and it's, so it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, you're trying to, like, post up. You're trying to find the right time to, like, post to. Like, I guess that's the other part that's, like, really hard with, like, you know, when it comes to working on the social media side because, you know, you have your hot times that you're supposed to be posting on certain days at, at this exact time. <laughs> I mean, you're, like, there's so much that goes into it. And I know people have, like, social media managers where, like, like a Hootsuite or, you know, like, uh, I think a new one I just saw, it just pops up on, like, my Facebook account actually earlier today, but you have all these like different social media managers that you could put up, push together and they're supposed to help you. But I guess like, do you pay attention to those things about like certain of the times and stuff like that? When to post? Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I have available, if anyone's hearing this, seeing this and wants to book a consultation with me, um, I, I, I do a one hour consultation and at the end of it, I send you what's called a content calendar. And part of that content calendar is I have the prime times for posting on Instagram. Um, and it's broken down by day. Now the times are in uh, Pacific standard time because that's where the Instagram servers emanate from. Um, so depending on where you are, you would just add. Th- so for us, East coast people, it's three hours. Central is obviously two mountain West is one hour and all of that. But yeah, I, I definitely pay attention to times. I do use a service for my Twitter called Hype Fury, um, which helps you schedule tweets um, and then also helps you cross pollinate and cross promote your tweets onto uh, Instagram. So if you're scrolling through Instagram and you see a Twitter post as somebody's post on Instagram, it helps you create those posts and helps you hashtag everything. Um, so that's really useful. Um, but as far as times to post, 
the the one golden rule that I have found in like the last year and a half to almost two years of really deep diving social media is consistency. So if you're going to say, all right, I'm going to post three to five things per day per channel. You want to post those three to five things per day per channel at the, at the same time every single day. So if you're going to get up and you're going to send a good morning tweet, you want to send that good morning tweet at the same time every day. If you're going to set a send a midday or post a midday motivational or affirmation um, on Instagram, you want to post that at the same time every day. And the reason you want to do that is one, your followers are going to come to expect the content from you and they're, and they're going to sit and anticipate it. They're going to go, okay, he's going to post at this time and I want to be the first one that likes it and comments it. Or they're going to sit there and go, man, I can't wait to see what he says tomorrow. Other thing it's going to do, and this is kind of the important part, other than obviously connecting with the fans is the algorithms that run these sites are going to pick you up and say, okay, well, they're posting again. And the last time they posted, we, we got a lot of really good engagement and traffic on the site. So we're naturally going to push this. So as far as times go, anybody can look up the information as far as what times to post. But the most important thing to remember is just consistency. If you're going to use it, what's called a content calendar, which we can get into, um, you want to you want to schedule things out and you want to do it at the exact exact same or within a couple minute variant of the time every single day that you're going to post through that platform. I like that too. And as I, I know as I'm like trying to learn and trying to like gather gather the intel for those who know <laughs> gather intel for it. Uh, it is it is it's it's kind of I don't want to say daunting it's just there's a lot of stuff that goes into it so you almost have to treat your social media page like you would like a nine to five right like a job right because you're essentially that's what you're doing you're trying to get people to notice you all the time every single time and then like like you said you have to be consistent which is like something that's hard too because like here like and i I use like i'll use tiktok right tiktok's algorithm is just like all over the place right Mm -hmm. some days you're gonna get like 24 views on a video, other days you might get 200 video, uh, 200 views, and then some days you're going to get like 10,000 views. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to be consistent with something like that because like, you're always like trying to figure out content to post or you're cutting content, putting it out there, hoping people will see it. And then like, you know, it's one of those processes that you have to really understand that you, you got you to gotta do it for like six to eight months. It's not something that you can do for like three months and like expect people to like check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'll, I'll get into the content calendar now because you just kind of gave a, a really good lead in. Um, so that's where a content calendar comes into play is because you can take a document like I have the 30 Instagram ideas for pro wrestlers and you can plug it into a content calendar, which isn't going to help you post anything, but it is going to help you plan. It is going to help you see the content that you're going to be posting. And then what you can do with what I, with the template I have, I basically have 12 weeks laid out and you can either take what's already preloaded in there, or you can modify it to however you want it to be. But there's another section for it for each one of the channels. And what I always suggest is you type a little blurb in there saying, Hey, posted, this piece of content at this time 
And then you give yourself initially seven days to see how the post does. Now, you you want to give yourself that seven days because within that seven days, you're going to get your initial reactions. A lot of or, organic reactions are going to happen. But then with the content calendar, as you continue to fill it out and as you continue to update it, you're going to start to build this data of saying, hey, these times work, this time doesn't work. This posted really well, but this didn't do so well. And then it gives you an idea of how to go back to a drawing board and say, okay, I can post this every day and know that I'm going to get X amount of engagement. Or I really shouldn't post this stuff anymore because it does okay, but it does, just doesn't have the traction. And then what you're going to want to look for is what's called evergreen content. And evergreen content is something that lives on forever that you can literally use as many times as you want. And those are the pieces of content that one, typically do pretty well, or two, could be utilized across any platform, anytime, anywhere. I like that. I never even heard that term before. So that's why it's so interesting to hear evergreen. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to have to start going back to my Twitter page and trying to figure out what's working and what's not. <laughs> so with, with Twitter, and so, so, so I'll give you this, because this is what me and Corey talked about. So let's say you've got a show coming up and you know the person you're working with, you know the date, you know the time, you know all the, all the essentials. You're going to create a Twitter post where you say, I can't wait to be at, and then you're going to tag the, the promotion if they're on Twitter on, and you're going to give the date and time. And if it's streaming, give the streaming service, tag the streaming service. If it's YouTube, Fight Plus, Premier Streaming Network, any one of the gazillion wrestling streaming platforms that are out there now. Um, but you, you want to tag that. And then what you want to do, because you're giving that information at the end of it, you want to have what's called a call to action. And what you want to do is you want to then post the last part of it as a bit of a promo. So like Corey was down at Dustin Rhodes uh, camp for the last, I think it's 12 weeks. And he was working with a guy from New York. He's from New Jersey. We talked about hashtagging it with tri-state throwdown, him posting about how New Jersey's a better wrestling state than New York. And then here's the key in the trick. You then go to your opponent and say, hey, man, I got a tweet up. I would really appreciate it if you would quote tweet this. Give the same parameters. Say, I'm going to be, yes. I, oh, yeah, I'm going to be at, on, and da-da-da-da-da. And then they respond to you with their call to action in a promo form. Now, this can either be you both do videos or you can do it in text format. Now, what's going to happen when you do that is you're going to take the promotion, which is going to put your content onto their feed and their followers feed. You're also tagging, obviously, a streaming service if it's going to be on one, which is going to do the exact same thing. And then your opponent, Trice. So, so you're basically going to cross-pollinate your content organically to three different avenues. What then happens, and, th th and then this is the magic, is as your opponent, quote, tweets you, it's going to start the process all over. 
And then if you do this in advance enough, you guys can go back and forth on Twitter and you can start to organically grow your influence and your reach by simply either replying to the tweet or quote tweeting, like Gabe says, because more eyes will see a quote tweet than they'll see a reply. And what will happen is if people are fans of the promotion and they know that they're on Twitter, they'll catch wind of this and they'll start to tell more people about it. Those people will then come to your profile and they'll follow you because they want to keep up with what's going on. And I think that's the one thing a lot of wrestling promotions are losing out on is Twitter can be a great way to, and I say keep kayfabe because you can do a lot of stuff in character on Twitter, just like you can do a lot of stuff in character on Instagram and Facebook. And it's all the same thing. It's all about tagging, hashtagging, posting, reposting, replying, and doing everything you can organically to have the algorithm work within your favor. I like that. I like that. We can't be sharing too many secrets out there for you guys, okay? So you're going to have to go get your consultation from this man right here. He's got a lot of knowledge to it. And uh, But what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to take this to the best part of the three-count podcast. And that is the three-count podcast, ten-count questions. And uh, Mr. Mark, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to fire off ten questions at you rapid fast. And uh, whatever your first thought is, that's your, that's your answer. Okay. All right. Someone put on imaginary timer for added pressure. And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. SmackDown or Raw? Neither. I love it. Favorite movie? Encino Man. Let's go. Home of two now Academy Award winners. <laughs> Sonic or Mario? Mario. Favorite actor? Um, Vince Vaughn. Let's go. Pepsi or Coke? Coke Zero. Let's go. Favorite cartoon? Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling Connection. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've thought about that cartoon. <laughs> uh, PlayStation or Xbox? Um... I'd lean more probably towards Xbox at this point, but I love PlayStation. All right. Favorite podcast? Oh, other than my own, I'm going to go with Filter Free Popcast. I love I love my boys, Timmy, TJ, and Dollar Bill Dave. Let's go. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. I think you should get my boy Vinny Vegas on here. Uh, Vinny's a content creator around professional wrestling. He started out as a fan watching my podcast called BAM. We're on uh, YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Um, he started out as a fan, and now he runs a podcast called Pounding the Meat, and they've got a company called Culture Shock, um, and he's a great, great person. He's really, really intelligent. Bet. And last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show. Favorite curse word. Fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. It's all that's necessary in this life, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Bet. Well, I'll have you, what I'll have you do is let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. 
Cool. So you can find me on Twitter at underscore Mark Cyrus. You can find me on Facebook at Mark T Cyrus. Um, you can also find me, like I just said, on YouTube, the bam every Tuesday night, 9 PM, me and my co-host break down all of the happenings currently going on in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, we also talk about championship belts. Like I said, that's a big, big passion of mine. I love collecting them. I love looking at the designs and understanding the history of them. Other than that, if I'm not online, which I am always online, uh, you can find me in Cincinnati, Ohio, bum around. If I'm not hanging out with my kids, probably at a brewery or a bar, enjoying a cold beverage. Yeah, there you go. He gave you all his handles. He told you we found him. He gave you his YouTube channel. And then he also told you where you could find him to you know, get a cold one. So what does that mean? That means we got to do like our favorite part of a wrestling match. Take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And like every good Sherpa, which I like to think I am, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring? You see him right there. The Moostodon himself, Mark Cyrus. And you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there or... You're legitimately following us on all of our social media platforms. You're even checking us out on Spotify. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're leaving us those five-star frog slash reviews. You're buying our merch on ProWrestlingTees.com or on ForYourWear.com, depending on where we're at right now with the Three Count Podcast. But it's one of those two, right? You're telling your friends about us, and you're saying, hey, you guys are you guys are great, doing an amazing job, or hey, we don't like your content. Either way, we love when you guys come and talk with us. You're doing all that stuff, talking about us, and you're sharing with all your friends and family. Or you're really just waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Kawaii. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.